Hi guys, welcome back to the Celsius podcast. And yes, as you can see, all of us are here. Obviously, we are all here. You can count yeah. one, two, two, three, four, three, four. Yeah, see okay. right there. So, but, Uri, what's the, what's the temperature like in New York? There. Let's let's uh let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, check. Okay. Um, in California, it's seventy nine degrees, so it's pretty hot. Let's see. 72. Oh, it's hot there too. Global it's been warming hot. turns out is real. It's real and it's coming it's back real. better than ever. Wow. It never left. But um It never left. It's always been here. The world is slowly dying and we just get to watch. And so let's talk about let's distract ourselves with talking about movies and TV. Oh, the best. Or have you watched some movies and TV? Because I've watched some movies. I and TV. I have heard you watch movies and TV, but first I want to give uh-huh. a little. It's not much of a story, but we were. I'm in I'm in a class here, mm-hmm. and it's about fandom and fantasy, and my and like we're learning about like how people consume media, and that mm-hmm. it's like an idea called reconsumption. And there's this thing called relational reconsumption, she says, which is like when you like show it to friends or family, the media you want to watch, so you can share yeah. with them. It, and she said, to quote, it's like showing your friends the owl house. And then in my no mind, way. No, real way. And here's... To, no way! Real way, and here's something to more... Here's something to break down the hammer. So one of the students asked her if she could present like a like a presentation to the class because we did a thing this for an entire week where we presented like PowerPoint topics on any topic we wanted. And so she did a PowerPoint topic on like because I guess she stars in like student films. And so she wanted to like do like a battle between all the characters she made in the films and like she said the her mom like she played like a mom like a, a cia yeah. handler but she said the character i really wanted to play and then she switches to a picture of either the owl lady that's crazy and that was about, i was trying to get my phone out to take a picture but she it was too fast you should tell your teacher that uh, that that you know the number one fan of the Owl House. I do know the number one fan of the Owl House. So, Beck, yeah. if you're listening to this, you missed he's out. He's n- I don't know if any any of us do. You listen to these podcasts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you edit them. Yeah, but I li- listen to them. So I'll listen. I listen to them. Not all of them, but some of them. So that's just a little anecdote. So, Beck, Owl that's House, but. Let's get into what I've been watching. Uh, let's... Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to alternate? Yeah, because I watched a few things. Okay. I watched. I watched. Uh, here, I can show you my list of it of eight things. Ah, actually, it's not eight things. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's ten things actually. Well, that sounds exciting, and I'm going to be carrying the episode because I don't think uh, Beck and Nicola have much to talk about. Yeah, Nicola, do you mind saying something? Uh, no. hold on, he's, um, oh. That's, yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what he has to say. Oh, and we, last, last week's episode, which came out recently, so last week's episode, yeah. the thumb thing, you were not having a stroke, Aiden, so I figured it out. I'm- 
Oh, thank God. Um, whenever I did like a thing, a thumbs up, I feel like sometimes like I, I, cause I did a habit, I'd put like a thumbs up and like it literally yeah. showed it on the screen. So I, I, well, I know why it's not happening now, but it happened when I put my thumbs up, like a, like a thumbs up emoji came out, but I don't That's know why crazy. it's not doing it now, but maybe it'll come Like in. it just, it just registered, like you did a thumbs up. So here's a thumbs up. Yeah. Weird but, as hell. At least how I don't know how I was the only one that noticed it, but I'm glad it was like that a quick it, flash, I guess. Yeah, it was pretty quick, but I'm glad that um, I'm glad I'm not going insane. <laughs> but no, yeah. Start off. Let's. What do you want to start? Want me to start? Yeah, yeah, I can start. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna start with the thing that is probably least interesting i suppose um new season of bob's burgers came out and i watched the episode i haven't seen it but i will i will i will it's, i will it, it's like a it's like one of the episodes where they tell a story and they're the characters in the story and then it's there's like, like three stories uh, like no no it, it's just the one story it's they're all oh. all like contributing to the story or whatever ah, what's the story um well it's about so basically the episode is about uh Louise doesn't want to do chores, but Linda wants her to do chores, right? So they're like striking against doing chores, and it's like a they do like a little western thing where Bob and Linda are the sheriffs, and the kids are like uh, saloon owners, and um, yeah, like the most of the middle stuff. I mean, it's funny. The animation was pretty good in this episode, although it's the first of the season, so yeah, I guess they kind of want to go out, for, go all out for it, but um uh at the end of the episode linda kind of gets fed up with louise and runs off crying and they have a good like reconciliation at the end yeah yeah no boss burger is definitely my favorite i think like the most they're most the freshest out of the three mm-hmm. fox family sitcoms there is a new Being, one like, family guy and simpsons but uh, there is a new yeah. one called Cripopolis made by dan Harmon. That's oh, out. I saw i saw some ads for it uh it doesn't look that good it looks pretty generic yeah but no, Bob's Burgers definitely has that wholesomeness, I think, that doesn't mm-hmm. come from Family Guy and The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, they haven't run for, like, that long, right? Yeah, like, I mean... But, like... Yeah. But even, like, in the amount of time that The Simpsons had run and Family Guy had run, like, as long as Bob's Burgers, like, there's... Bob Burgers still does, like, emotional moments and things. Yeah. Like, pr- pretty frequently. They're still pretty good at doing that, as opposed to... Yeah, Simpsons no. and Family Guy, which have them like kind of scattered about. I could de- because I don't hear like people. Oh, I still really watch The Simpsons now. I mean, I do yeah. that, but um, I I can hear people saying like, you know, I I watch I still watch Bob's Burgers, you know, yeah, rather yeah. than watching Family Guy and The Simpsons. Like, I mean, no, we watch this fucking Family Guy unless it's a clip on Instagram no, or something. That's me. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I mean, I think I think they're just because the characters are nice to each. Well, yeah. they're like. As nice as, like, a family can be, right? Yeah. Like, they actually are enjoyable to watch rather than, like, there goes Homer getting drunk and strangling his son again. There goes Peter and Lois making fun of Meg for the millionth time. Committing genocide for the eighth time this episode. (laughs) Yeah, but... No, I definitely... Because, like, Bob's Burgers is just kind of like, you know, it's like a fun season. There's, not, there's nothing really big with Bob's Burgers or any of these shows, really. But no, they're it's, always... it's really, like, it's really grounded. Like, they'll yeah. have some outlandish episodes. Like, yeah. the mo- like, they'll put them in dangerous situations, like the um, the movie or, yeah. um, like, the, what, what is it called? The two-parter in season yeah. 
five. My personal favorite episode of Bob's Burgers is the one where they're at like the mansion and having like a water balloon fight. That that episode. Mm-hmm. That that's a good episode. Um, I think I think that one, uh, Turkey in the Can, is also a really good episode. I episode. Oh, the one, the other. I like the Thanksgiving episodes. They're, those are. Good. I mean, yeah, because they they lean into Bob a lot. Yeah, because Any it's a food. Lead- it's it's a food show. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But. So he's starting a new season off, so that's exciting. So we're gonna see that. It's really interesting how you know we're seeing kind of like the last remnants. I feel like of the twenty episode seasons, because like mm-hmm. you know, even like I think regular animated sitcoms. I don't know if they they don't really do that now. We're seeing this is the last kind no, of remnants they, of this yeah, thing. They're usually like ten now, right? Yeah. Before they, but before they either get two more seasons, get canned, or go forever. Yeah, and even, like, regular sitcoms, like, on ABC or Fox, I've been seeing have been short mm-hmm. down to 10 episodes. So fo- yeah. these, like, la- these kind of, like, shows are going to be, like, really being shortened down because I think, like, I don't assume Kropopolis is going to be 20 seasons. I think it's going to be, like, oh, 10. Oh, there's no way. I, th- I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be, like, 10 episodes, one season, never picked up again, barely watched. Yeah. So that we're, I feel like this is the last remnant. These like Bob's Burgers, yeah, Simpsons Family Guy. Do you ever hear about the Great North or watch that? I, I watched get, the, the I watched, first season. I watched the first season, or at least some of it, and I thought it was entertaining. I mm-hmm. should, I need to go back to it, and then I also need to watch the Central Park show. Yeah, I would say I think I watched like a few episodes of Central Park. I think Grey North is more interesting than that. But even mm-hmm. though, even after season one, I was like, I'm not. I don't really feel that compelled to watch it, you know. But I mean, I thought it was entertaining. It was from good, what but I, I do remember. There's I no mean, like, I yeah. watch, Central Park is pretty music oriented, right? Yeah, and okay. the music part's never been my favorite part of Bob's Burgers. And okay, it, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty big fan of the music stuff. So yeah, so I guess that's, that's yeah. like one reason I want to check out central park but yeah but okay i guess i'll do my turn now your turn so i haven't been watching much this week well actually what i have been doing so far i've Mm -hmm. rewatched two seasons of television and they're both so technically 16 episodes and all but they're both eight episodes hour-long episodes and while i'm doing homework so what i first i'll just say this one first so there's yeah. this TV show called True Detective. I've mentioned it before. So True Detective, essentially, it's like it's a really gritty drama, you know. Per, each season's like a new detective story that they're trying to figure out. And the first season was universally acclaimed by critics and everybody really liked it. Really liked it. But unfortunately, season two dropped the ball so hard that they kind of canceled the show. Oh, and yeah. then, but they only brought it back and like, so it was like the seasons were, I think, in like 2013 and 2014, canceled it. But then they came back for like a third season in 2017. Interesting. And now they're coming off with a like a true detective Knight County thing that's coming in January. So I was thinking, okay. I can maybe I'll watch like the bet one of the best seasons of television I think I've ever seen. So, you know, Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. So he and Woody Harrelson were like friends in real life. They played detectives mm-hmm. and like Ma- Matthew McConaughey's character, he's like a really deep thinker. He's kind of like 
anti-human in a way. And he's like, yeah. time is a flat circle. And um, so essentially the story is kind of told in two parts. We again see like the 1995 story where they're trying to figure out a girl who was killed at a rich they found like a girl who's been like tied up to being like a ritual kind of killing like occult kind of way mm-hmm. and then we get cut to for a time where they like 12 years later are being interviewed by these new cops and they're ha- like telling their own story and so that's like mm-hmm. in the future and the past and we're seeing how they figure out the case caught the killer they thought and then how mm-hmm. they broke up, and then that's what was kind of the that's the structure for the first six episodes. But in the yeah. last two episodes, all take place in the modern time, where they figure out who the real killer was of the 1995 case. And so that sounds so that, awesome. It was a very good season of television, from what what I remember. I really liked it. Like it has it has a lot of provoking themes about like humanity and what it means to be human, and like the battle of light versus dark. It's very I guess disassociative of reality, but it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that concept of switching between the two times is yeah. cool. What what I think season two kind of lacked, it, it didn't have a time mm-hmm. switch. It didn't have any of that thing. But yeah. and so that's why in season three, they kind of they did it again. Where in season three they had three main timelines. Oh, but. I would say season three, I was still not the best. I think season one is still the iconic. You know, it's kind of interesting when the show goes so hard in season one just mm-hmm. to kind of flatline in the other two, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, have you ever had like a show like that? Um, I mean, I've definitely had, I mean, one that comes to mind that's like the biggest example is like SpongeBob, right? Or yeah. like any long-running tv yeah. show that like goes like simpsons family guy we talked about earlier those have the same kind of started off really strong flatline go downhill a little yeah. bit yeah um yeah but that's kind of like guess, a gradual decrease i yeah. would say i would say like yeah, but rather yeah like, nothing's... i'm trying to think of like one that has a drop off um i don't know mm. oh yeah and so that because like yeah i was re-watching that and it's because like mm-hmm. they have really interesting scenes they have like there's this one thing episode in season four where it's like a really long take of them like of of like there's like uh some like someone's robbing a house and there's like a really long take mm-hmm. of them following it out and i always love the really the tracking shots i think they're really cool yeah yeah and so that's yeah but i don't know and so I'm not going to watch season two because that wasn't as good. And what's cool is this is an anthology show, so I don't have to watch every season. Or oh, anything. awesome. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, so it's anthology. So that story is a recap with All Imperfectly in season one. There's a new season story in season two, a new story in season three. And this new show, okay. True Detective, Night County, which is made by a different guy who made the original show. Because apparently, after the height success of season one, he got in his head about it. And he got, like, kind of douchey about it. So... Ah, so maybe that was the reason why. But um, okay. is um Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson in all the seasons? Or no, is it just, just the first off? season. It's a completely new okay. char- actors and characters. A new season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was kind of in an era the Matthew McConaughey where because Matthew McConaughey is kind of known for doing rom coms in the nineties yeah. and stuff. But now he had kind of like a career renaissance in like I guess mid two thousand tens. 
where it's like, you know, we mm-hmm. did Interstellar, Dallas Buyers Club, this show. It's like where he did more gritty stuff. Okay. But, but yeah, so that was the first show, but I'm going to let you, your turn now. Okay, I'll continue with the show. Uh, I only watched a single episode because only one episode came out. Really? Uh, I watched Loki. I I have not watched Loki, Loki, so you can tell me. Uh, oh, you haven't watched Loki at all? I haven't watched Loki at all. I was, I was going to, but I was <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to say this. After Secret Invasion, I'm really burned out in Marvel stuff, so I don't know. I get, okay, I get it, but Loki's actually good. But from what I remember, Loki was pretty good. Lo- Loki is actually good. Well, it's just um, the first episode, so you can tell me what happens. It's true. Okay, so uh, I so last we saw of Loki, okay, I actually looked up the plot to Quantum Mania before I watched this. So wait, and, how are they going to do this with the Jonathan Majors arrest situation? His iconography is still in the movie. It's still it's still him, I think. Okay. But um uh so last time technically we saw so he's apparently Loki's in the end credits scene okay. for Quantumania. Right. With Mobius. How does season one um, end again? I don't remember. Uh he gets kicked through a portal by Sylvie, who then kills Kang and he says, See you soon. And that's the last time we see of Sylvie, and then um loki's back in the tv and he runs to mobius and the one girl i don't remember her name um and he's like guys he's coming he's coming and he's like and owen wilson's like who are you and he's like what the fuck owen wilson it's me it's me oh yeah i remember that and then he sees like the statue of kang um so the this episode starts off with him right being chased by tva agents and owen wilson and he's running and running he's like running away and then his body, I, the only way I, hold on, so I have like a piece of paper. The only way I can describe what happens to him, here, here's a plastic bag. Like, this is okay. what happens to him. Something like that. So he stretches or something? Yeah, he stretches and goes all wiggly woggly and it's kind of <laughs> nasty and weird. Visual effect, though. Um, but then he, like, ends up in the past. Oh, okay. Or, or no, that's he was in the past before, and now he's in. Then he's in the present. Okay. After being like chased, and he sees some other character from season one that I don't remember, and he's like, "Help me! Uh, do you remember me now?" Because he saw him in the past. He's like, "Do you remember me now?" And he sees a crack on the floor that he made in the past. He's like, "Was that crack always there?" And he figures out he's in the past, and he's like, "Okay, where's Mobius?" He's like, "Oh, he's over there," and then he disappears again back into the past. Too much time shit. I'm it's so much. Yeah. So then it goes to Mobius and the one girl. Okay. And they go to like somebody and they're like, hey, uh, we can't prune things anymore because if we prune things, that means the timeline gets erased, and that means we're killing millions of millions of millions of uncountless amounts of people every time we prune universes. Okay. Why? Is so, that not, so is that didn't they do that before though? So I'm like, yeah, but but then they're realizing that it's just like killing everyone. Yeah. So now they're so then they're like, we probably shouldn't be doing that. I guess, um, I guess so it's more theoretical murder, you know? Yeah, but that part right there with the like Mobius and what's her face and like the talking to like the yeah. higher ups is pretty boring. I'll say like okay. that section of the episode, it's right. like five minutes of talking and it's kind of boring. Yeah. Well, Loki's kind of just fucking off, jumping through time, 
Okay. Um, and then he finally he gets to the room that um, uh, Mobius is in in the past, and he sees that the wall that in the future has like a, mor- a mural of the timekeepers has like Jonathan Major's face all over it, right? Has King's face all yeah. over it. Yeah. And so then he comes back to the present and everyone's like, what the fuck, Loki? Where did you just come from? And he's like, guys, we're fucked. Okay. We're so screwed. <laughs> like, we're, uh, we're so screwed. Okay. And so there's some like talking between Mobius and Loki. And they're like, so what happened to you? And he's like, I don't know what happened, but I was in the past. And then. Yeah. Yeah. And then Loki's like, okay. Or, He's like doing the time jump. He's like, we have to find Sylvie. We have to prepare for Kang. And Mobius is like, okay, but Loki first. I know how important that is, but you're like disappearing and reappearing. We need to go fix that real quick. So then they go downstairs to like the mail room or some shit. And then what's the actor's name? Um, the guy. Oh, the, the guy, guy from everything, everywhere at once. Yeah, I heard you. Yeah, the guy that played Cool Quake Quan or something. I don't know. Yeah. So his name is um in the show it's Ouroboros but they call him Obi and it's like and they go down and it's like I haven't been here in like 400 years and the Obi is like hey Mobius it's you and he's like hey what's what Obi Loki, this is because he doesn't remember his name oh because he hasn't been there in like 400 years but Obi remembers him because they because Mobius was his last visitor in 400 years ah that makes sense and That's then they do, funny. they they do a cool thing where it's like okay so um, what's happening with Loki is he's time slipping, but that's not possible in the TVA. And it's like, what do you mean that's not possible in the TVA? It's like, well, it's never happened before. And then, and then uh, Loki time slips mm. into the past and talks with uh, Obi in the past, which oh, is so okay. So it's what they have. So Mobius and Loki have like a similar dialogue exchange with um, with Obi, where it's like, so how do we stop it? You can't. And then it like switches to Loki. It's like, what do you mean you can't? And Obi's like, well, you just can't. Can't fix it. Unless you have this thing. And Mobius is like, do you have that thing? He's like, no, I don't have that thing. And it's back to Loki. He's like, oh, actually, I can make one right now. And then he makes it. And then and then uh, he and then he remembers in the future. He's like, oh, wait, I have one, actually. So like Loki talking to Obi like directly affects wow. uh, oh. the conversation with Mobius. Which was just like a really cool scene, I think. Uh, no, that sounds cool vi- conceptually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, wait, is that it or more? Yeah. No, no, no. So they ha- they have a thing, and they're like, okay, so Loki, you need to go prune yourself, and then, uh, Mobius has to go stand outside on like a platform next to like the like whole the universe web or whatever, like the. Is to go stand out there, yeah, and he has like whatever amount of time before he dies, and then if Loki prunes himself and it doesn't succeed, like they can both die, okay, from this procedure to get Loki back into the present right. without time. Right, right, right. yeah, okay. So yeah. then, just like stakes happen, and Loki, right Thanks. as he's about to prune himself, time slips back to the past, and he doesn't have the like pruning stick anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then they're like, okay, well, fuck. And then Mobius goes outside. Loki's in the past where, like, they're doing the thing. And in the in when they were in the present, um, uh, Mobius wrote something, like, in the dust on something. And when uh, when Loki goes back, that thing is still written on it. Yeah. Okay. So then he's like, okay, so I'm in the future. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Okay. 
this is a, this is a lot of time moving. So uh, yeah, but I think I catch up now. Okay, it's it's really it's really cool. I think yeah. like they're doing they do time well in the show. Yeah, no, it, the way they did it from what I remember was really interesting because mm-hmm. like it was like a different kind of way of like pruning things. It's like yeah, but. Do you know what, like, kind of, like, I don't know, is there a way, because there's, like, different types of time travel, which way is this classified as, you know? Do you know? Do we know? Not really, because technically the TVA doesn't have time. Right. Like, time doesn't really pass there. Mm. So it's, like, like when Loki's like, I went to the past, and Mobius is like, there is no past. It's the TVA. That doesn't exist. Right. So it was just like a cool thing, but um, well, Loki ends up in the past. yeah, what? yeah, continue. Yeah. Loki ends up in the past. He's trying to find like a pruning stick or whatever, but it's not the past; it's the future because the thing was written on it. Yeah. Um, and he's like walking around. He's trying to find something. Mobius has like thirty seconds before like he dies or whatever, or before like the shields close because like the whole multiversal web is unstable because of Kang being dead. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Loki's right. in the past. He, he hears a phone ringing and he's like walking towards the phone and there's this elevator door that opens it's Sylvie. and Sylvie's in it. Yeah. It's Sylvie. Yeah. And he's like, and she's like, Oh, there you are. I found you finally. And then he gets pruned. Twist to the cliffhanger for the end. Guess what? I don't know. He, he's, he's, that, he's I mean, the episode's like, not okay. over though. Oh, he's not. The episode's not over. No. That was going to be, uh, sounded like a good way to end no, it. <laughs> no, no, because they wanted him to get pruned, remember? Right. And so then he comes back and he's not time slipping anymore. And now he's back. Right in the um whatever is like the prune is it prune land or like the place no, where no 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 he's no 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 because he got oh. pulled out of the time stream by Mobius that was the whole thing oh okay. they had to pull him out of the time stream as he got pruned I mean it's it sounds interesting and then they, and then they make it back and then yeah. they're all good and then he's like oh my we gotta go find Sylvie now and that was the end of the episode but there was an end credit scene for the really episode. for the first episode. Well. It, yeah, so it takes place in like 1980 something in Oklahoma, and it's Sylvie, and she goes to a McDonald's, and she's like, "I want to try everything. I want to try all the McDonald's. I want to try all the stuff. I want to do everything because now she's like kind of free and can do her own thing." Cool. I, I, Rather than cool McDonald's. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah, I get it. Well, yeah, but, but uh, overall, it was very, really interesting. I mean, it does sound interesting. I'm not gonna say I'll, I probably will watch it so I can get on the yeah. same more in the same page because I was a bit lost. Mm-hmm. But I would say, what does a Loki season mean now? Because in 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 the first season it took place in like kind of like a rise of the MCU. We got we had WandaVision, Falcon and the Soldier, Loki. But now that all it's been like two years and a bunch of like shit has passed, like so many mm-hmm. different things. The Jonathan Majors arrest. The um the shitty Marvel movies, the bad mm-hmm. like secret invasions. That's kind of like a reluctance. What does this season mean for the MCU? I don't. So it's kind of struggling. Well, I I think though, because Loki, I don't know, because Loki is super important to the plot of the MCU. I think. Yeah. But and I they they really tried with the first season. The first season was really good. Yeah, and this season they're I think they're trying again. Like it's well written. Some all the shots are pretty okay. For some reason they do like shaky camera for like half of it, which is kind of weird. Mm. Like I get it's in like distressful situations, but like there's really shaky, and it, I it really stood out. They're like handheld shaky camera. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. 
But the cinematography was pretty cool. The visual effects were pretty cool. If I wa- um, rewatch it, I think I might rewatch the first season so I can get more of a understanding. I just watched like a, I just okay. watched a ten minute recap. Okay, then... maybe I'll do that. But sometimes I just like yeah. to enjoy the rewatch. But, That's true. I get it. No, but it's like. I wonder how this kind of fits in this larger narrative of the MCU now in this multiversal area. That's what I don't know if it really does, though, because the first season was entirely disconnected. What happened in season one had no ramifications on anything else. Yeah, because because that was a time where we were saying so many different multiversal things like Doctor Strange, the Spider-Man thing, now Loki. It's like. One division, yeah, Quantum Mania, but it's like, yeah, and they really just don't know what they are gonna do and how heavy, because like Kang didn't appear in this episode, right? No, no, okay. I mean, he's like mentioned, right? Yeah, but so I assume he's gonna be a pretty big figure, and I just really don't know what they're gonna do with this whole Jonathan Majors thing. I don't know, cause they keep using his iconography. Yeah, and so, cause I assume this was filmed like a while ago. Before Probably. the whole thing, apparently though they did everything. All of their so they didn't have to refilm anything. They only used like the really? original takes for everything. That's what I saw. Yeah. Well, that might be better. So like, I think they might just if they do because if they do use them in a larger context, they might just need a recast, <laughs> and that might yeah. be the best option. But I just like, I'm just I'm. I I'll see that Loki's probably enjoyable, but I just don't know where this would be. Where where the I think where the future of the MCU is leading right now. I guess yeah, in this. I don't really know either. But we'll have to wait and see. I I guess that is the ultimate lesson of everything. Wait and see. Yeah, I'll keep talking about it for um. As yeah, episodes. I'll get. A, I, I want. It's, it's probably gonna just be six episodes like last time. Yeah, which I mean, that's been like the Marvel method, you know, yeah. six episodes. Um, mm-hmm. One division had like nine. That's true, but that was their first show. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Marvel. Okay, I wonder how many... Is that... Miss Marvel, I think that was like six or something, maybe eight. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't There's, watch it. Uh, surprisingly, I've, I think I've watched every single MCU show except for now, which I probably will by the time yeah. next week. But... Um, this is the first uh, Marvel thing I've seen since the Christmas special. Wow. And then I've, the, only, the only things I've seen since Endgame... Were WandaVision, Loki, What If, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Spider-Man, Christmas Special. Which is, like, holding up this many fingers is, like, that's a lot. But also, that's been in, like, the past three years, and they've released, like, so much content. Yeah. So I, I am missing a lot of stuff, and yeah. I need I will go back and rewatch it. Because as, as sloggy and corporate... You don't, you and don't need to watch Quantumania. I'll still watch it. I like Paul Rudd a lot. Yeah, that one was like such a weird movie, you know. I watched. I, I mean, I read the plot on Wikipedia. It looked pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, no, but it kind of gets me reminded of like what I'm thinking of like where all this is kind of leading to. I'm thinking about like now a Rick and Morty season season seven. What does yeah. a Rick oh see a Rick and Morty season seven mean now after everything has happened? Because I read like an article about like you know Dan Harmon mm-hmm. like. He, he he talked about like splitting away from Justin Roiland, and so yeah. arguably, I think this might be the season that has everything to prove in a Rick and Morty season. Now that it yeah. has separated from this integral part, because we're seeing because 
we had like the heyday of Rick and Morty, season one to three, two, or, three. yeah, two and three, and then we had kind of like a lull season in season four and five, four and five. with like a few good here and there and then yeah like bad of acid or something like and then that. we had a season six which was a really start a solid season and we're seeing that it was really good but then bam the justin Roiland thing happened which mm-hmm. is, felt kind of hindering i'm gonna say but if if they are able to pull off a season seven now i feel like they could take this stretch all the way up until the end of the 10 season run mm-hmm and then I feel like that's just kind of a natural stopping point, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't Well, they said they were going to do it for 100 years, so I don't know. Because, you know, after season three, they got the 70 order run. After, yeah. So I feel like maybe that's the natural conclusion. But I'd probably. I'm sure they have something planned out for like season seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. They have to have some groundwork. Like, this is the main plot beats that's going to happen here, here, here. Yeah, they have to have it planned out. There's no way they yeah. don't. Because I, they, I think they've written eight by now and maybe working on nine. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Or I think eight might be an animation or something, something like that. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, no, because like now we're seeing like a new version of Rick and Morty, which I think because you no, know, it was said in the article they had like a really big falling out that basically because season one was kind of like their baby, season two. Dan brought some new writers in to yeah. make it more like an official show. And then, mm-hmm. like, they felt, like, isolated between the two. And then the, he, he basically has stopped. Justin stopped writing on the show after season two. Yeah. He just yeah. did the voices and kind of became a sword to work with. And mm-hmm. then after this thing, they've co- totally been, their friendship has, like, decimated. They haven't talked since, like, since, like, 2019, I think. Oh, wow. And but and so I'm what does this season need to prove? And so arguably, I think I'm just thinking about like both of these, like they're not clear parallel, but I'm thinking of like Rick and Morty and Loki, like yeah. what is all leading to? But I guess the question is wait and see. Yeah. So what was the ne- what was the other show you rewatched? It's back to you. OK, this actually has kind of like a tour. So a tour. Ooh. So. They're because they're in the same universe. So I okay. rewatched the boys season three and okay. I watched the Gen V. And so I'll the have a episode, yeah. yeah, I'll watch a little, I'll do a little discussion. I'll do so here because Nicola, because you're not going to see the show, I assume, Gen V. Yeah, but, I probably won't. Yeah, so I'll explain what actually happens in the first two episodes of the new season yeah. of Gen V. So essentially, okay. Gen V, college for superheroes in the same universe. And yep. so we, we follow, like, a group of college students. Their powers are kind of more interesting, like, the basic superpowers. You got the blood girl, yeah. tiny girl, yeah, a, tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny hugging dick girl, who actually can actually not, like, Ant-Man, she can turn big, too. Oh, really? Yeah, to make small, she, she, she purges. She, have to, uh-huh. she has to eat food to become big. Oh, just eat food normally? Yeah. Okay, that's good. She doesn't have to, like, throw up. To, she doesn't have to eat her vomit. <laughs> wait, ho- wait, wait, wait. Is it every time she eats food, or she can eat food and then choose? Yeah, I feel like she has to eat a lot of food or something. Okay. Because when she was doing it, she was eating. She was like th- throwing down spaghetti, and okay. and um. So it's like very happy, very so like 
the, she was main character Marie. She has her blood superpowers, and she's really happy mm-hmm. to be at the college. She wants to be the first black woman into the Seven, which is like the Justice League of this universe. It's what um, cool. in the in the boys, the Seven is what our main team is. The we have like the Homelander, you know, and like the the kind of like a Justice League parody, and that's kind of those are kind of like not because some of the characters are good. Those are kind of like the main villains. Of the boys, the seven, but specifically the Homelander character. He's yeah. the main because even it, you know, obviously you know who Homelander is. You know that's of course, he, yeah. he's reached meme popularity higher and higher. Yeah, but um, um, so yeah, so we seeing so in the first three episodes they're called, called Godolkin University, and this is because the comics are they the comics are really really different this adaptation is very loose and the comics are really different and but in kind of a better way because the tv shows are better than the comics i would say i've heard this from a lot of places yeah and so in the comic book they're more of the godolkin university is more of a Mm. x-men parody and um it's a good the fuck (laughs) Oh yeah! What did, what did this do? <laughs> Show up. For the audio listener, balloons popped up when I did when I did motion my hand. So, uh, no, <laughs> I get that. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, so it was an X Men parody. Is it yeah. something different now? Um, it's more of like just like um uh like college for superheroes, like in this universe. And yeah. in the comics, it was like the main guy who led the team was Godolkin. He was like a pedophile. It was a bit. Uh, it was a bit darker and weirder. In the show, uh-huh. our our leader, the okay, so I'll explain. In the first episode, we see this team. It's like we got like a bro, like a like the popular guy who's like, whose name is Golden Boy, and he's like he's like so hot. He has like a flaming. He's like the Human Torch. He's so yeah. sexy. He has a has a oh, girlfriend oh, whose oh. power is um she like. By human touch, she can make anyone do anything she wants. She says, ah. "Oh, go, go there, and they'll go there." And so that's why she yeah. wear gloves, kind of like a rogue parody or something. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's her thing. And we have like um a uh, a, char- uh, a character whose power is like they can switch gender, and but each gender yeah, yeah, has like I different. Re- I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has you different just, superpowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they have different superpowers though. And, um. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out our main guy, Golden Boy, he has a he has a brother who they're keeping in like a like a superhero lab, like mm. under the school or something. And um wow. and so mm, So our main character Murray with the blood powers. Or uh, there's also a guy um called one of the other like popular guys, he's like he has he's kind of like a Magneto kind of character, he can control metal. Yeah. And his dad was like a really popular a superhero called polarity and um so the first episode is like oh you're a chill they're becoming friends and then like golden boy starts like getting like visions and then he starts freaking out and then he goes to like the the the, the head of the school and then yeah. marie who's meeting who goes to meet him about something else she finds him and then golden boy has killed the head of the school and then he runs out and she fights against him, but not really because it's the bi-gender person who actually does, who fights against him. Okay. And then, and then the, because the Magneto guy and him are best friends and then he manages to stop him and they hug, but then he's like, 
I'm sorry. And then he goes up into the sky, golden boy, and uh-huh. kills himself. And then that's, kills himself? Yeah. Oh, with his friend? No, he, he walked away and said, I'm sorry. And then, uh-huh. like, goes into the sky and kills himself. Oh, wow. And then they call it, like, a murder-suicide because he killed the head of, the like, the, depart- yeah. the school and himself. Yeah. And then he's, like, bashing the media. And then, like, Marie's, like, praised for saving him. And um, mm-hmm. for, like, for fighting him. And then, because they did they do this thing where it's, like, a parody of, like, college athletes because they, they have rankings in the school. Uh-huh. And it's, like, and now he got up to number five. And, like, um, the, no, they kind of lowered the ranking of the bi-gender superhero who actually fought Golden Boy. Because okay. because by gender doesn't really play well in Jacksonville, you know, that's crazy. Mm. And so that's like the there, and then there's this new like the the roommate character who can shrink. You no, know, she's having her own like kind of crisis because she because she has like because it's a metaphor for bulimia, you know, because she has to yeah. Yeah. put it down. And yeah. there's a lot of metaphors because like. In order to get her superpowers, you know, the girl has to kind of cut herself into yeah, yeah, yeah. metaphor for cutting yourself. Oh, <laughs> I get it. And then yeah. is the is the uh, the suicide um, metaphor for suicide is the is the non-binary character or yeah. whatever is she a reference to being non-binary or yeah trans issues you can kind of clump it, but um yeah yeah and so they're doing that and so they tried they um. They kind of like the 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 Magneto kid kid who was trying to figure out what's happening, and then he figure out there's like the wood, like the thing they would they called the lab downstairs where they're containing all the superheroes, the woods yeah. for some reason, or like there's a mystery with the woods or something. And um, Luke's brother, the Golden Boy brother, he's kind of like crazy, and he's a he's a very strong superhero. They call him mm-hmm. Soups in this universe, okay. and um. So he's very What's power. power. He's just really strong and can jump, I guess. Okay. But, um. So that's they're figuring it out at the end of episode three. Um. The the tiny girl if is sent by the Magneto kid to send out to get go get the the brother, and then yeah. but then the guards come in and then she's like oh fuck and then she kills the guard by going through shrinking going through his head, uh-huh. and then the end of the episode she's like coming out of of his ear bloody and then oh fuck and then that's the end of the first three episodes because amazon does this thing with the boys which i kind of like it releases the first three episodes and then the rest of the five is weekly so it gets you invested and then weekly i did that Mm -hmm. with the two second second and third season of the boys didn't they only release two episodes last week though it was three it was three okay oh you just didn't watch them yeah uh, I was okay. yeah I I I I I I did watch because I don't want to say because of Nicola, so oh, I, I, I just want to explain before I get to episode four. Okay, and so let me and so then that's the end of episode four. Episode four, they're like they like they the the little girl and the and the brother managed to escape, mm-hmm. and then and so they're trying to figure out that, and then the uh, the main group they figure out they need to find the little girl and the brother and that's a thing and so and they try to figure where he went and there's this one moment in the episode where like the main character goes to a psychic whose power is like psychic and she wants help me find my friend because you can like you can you're a psychic right or something yeah. and so he does that and then she like she flashes out and she wakes up 
kind of unconscious and he's like in a robe about to have sex with her unconscious because he roofed her with his powers. What the fuck? Yeah, and then, but then she's like, because her powers are blood, and then his dick starts kind of like, like ballooning with blood, and she doesn't really know oh, what's yeah. going on. And then she, and then the dick pops. Ah. Oh. And that was really gross seeing his dick pop. Yeah. Um, and so was this one? Was this one a real penis also? Like the. Uh... Well, I think it was a prosthetic that? dick. I think it might have been. Oh a pres- wow! Yeah, that's no. that's pretty gross. They're they're really committed to this bit. No, because in the beginning of season uh-huh. three, there is a guy, a little Ant-Man guy, who goes inside uh-huh. a dick, and then the I dick did, is yeah. No, yeah. this might be the most NSW show I think I've ever seen. But that's incredible. It is truly incredible. There's um, there's this episode season three that's just called Hero Gasm, and that's just like a superhero orgy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Harley Quinn had the same thing, but yeah. I assume less yeah. graphic. Yeah, no, there was dicks and tits flying all Damn. over the place. But you hate I, those. Yeah, I hate them. Anyway, there's this character called Tech Knight who's doing, like, a documentary <laughs> series, and he, he's based off the uh, the char- his char- counter- counterpart character in the comics, who is called Tech Knight, and he's, like, a Batman, um, Iron Man parody. And in the okay. comic is... They do reference it in the show. He's kind of more adapted to be more like a, a Sherlock's home kind of guy, you know, like he yeah. can tell your senses. But in the in the in the comic book, um, he's kind of like more. He has his own little story in the comic book where he's like he has an addiction to fucking holes and he can't stop fucking holes. And um, and like it's like he want he wants to fuck everything he sees. And then it turns out he has a tumor in his brain. And, oh, okay. And so then his, and then he actually wanted to fuck his teenage sidekick, and that's why they they expelled him from his um the team because he looked at his yeah. side sidekick's ass and was like, I gotta fuck it. His like his Alfred in the in the in the comic book, he f- tried <laughs> to fuck his left ear, and so that's why the the butler left because like you fucked me in the ear, so I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't the, do this in the show. I'll get to that. Um, oh no! And so in the in the comic book, his his character ends with like he saves a mother and daughter from getting killed by a wheelbarrow, and then he sees an asteroid, and then he goes, he saves the the planet by fucking, by the, fucking ast- the asteroid. Yeah. By oh fuck. my god! No way. But then it turns out he never actually did that, and then he after saving the mother and daughter with the wheelbarrow, he actually just fell on his wow. head and died, and that was like a last wow. brain thing. In the show, just- it's adapted to be more of a. Like a Sherlock Holmes and his like character, and I feel like it's good they place him in here because in the main show I don't feel like I could fit where he would be, but they I am no. here pretty well. And in the if you rewatch the episode, there's a lot of things where he said he mentions a lot of like you know kind of like when he gets a bagel, he kind of like circles the hole, or then okay. it, instead of saying like you're you're because he make like. Cause like um the Magneto kid after um Golden Boy mm-hmm. dies he starts having sex with them um, the old girlfriend of Golden Boy and he says yeah so how long have you been licking Golden Boy's girlfriend's hole and why would you say hole not like pussy or something you know yeah. uh, and then you know he looks at a tree with like a with a tree pussy you know no you, you know, know you know yeah, when you I see know it? What you, I know what you mean by tree pussy but that's not what they're called but yeah. I don't know what they're called so we'll just keep calling them that and then he looks at it like like give me 5 minutes and um so eventually 
Um, he plans because he wants to tell Vought, which is like the superhero company, like what happened yeah. with Golden Boy, and he plans to yeah. blackmail the dean of the school. And he Cause says, because he, he's a detective, and he figured it out. Yeah, and um, they also say like um, he's like a, every like all of his like suspects he brutally paralyzes, which I think is like a reference to how Batman really beats up his like yeah. all the people, and so yeah, but and so like he plans to like. To blame it on the dean, because like he doesn't want to, he shouldn't do it to like the top five of the school because they're like they mm-hmm. might be earners for Vought later. Yeah, and so, um, so but then he, and then she goes all like, no, 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 I'm not. You don't blame me. And then she brings up like a fucking video of like a like like kind of like a three minute montage of him fucking different holes around the school, oh like God. a tree, a vacuum. You know those. You know the heat warmers in the in the bathrooms <laughs> so yeah. him trying to do that and he's like oh god okay you caught me and so <laughs> that's where his character ends for the show maybe we'll that's... see him again <laughs> i there's no way okay if he dies in the he probably <laughs> dies in the show in the same yeah, dumb but way it's it's an enjoyable um show and um because guys but the only thing is i feel like I feel like this kind of needs to be maybe a one-season show because it it doesn't feel like anything really more than kind of like a prelude to The Boys Season 4. Do and, you think that just the character, they're just going to end it at Season 1 and then just have the character in Gen V? Maybe. Gen I could v see that because I really don't see, like, I feel like, I don't know how much this show can go without referencing the bigger universe because, like, Homelander... Has has done like big things in the show that I feel like ooh, has to ripple into the main story. Yeah, but and like you know the boys, which is like the non superpower, like the regular humans who are fighting against the superheroes. I feel like their yeah. actions need to be kind of mentioned, and so I feel like they're setting up maybe actions and like teasing up stuff for the season. I feel like it's kind of like a like a prologue or something. Okay, do you do we know where Gen V takes place in like the timeline? It like, takes is place it right now. Um, there's three seasons, and it takes place after season three. And okay. So, so I so I hadn't watched season three in a while because the last time it came, like the season three came out, like in the uh, summer before twelfth grade. Okay. And so I hadn't seen it, so I wanted to. Oh, I'll rewatch it. And it was a pretty tight season, pretty good season. Season one, I still think, was the best. Season yeah. three, and then season two, and so we're gonna see how Gen V ranks around that. But no, it was mm-hmm. a good watch, a good rewatch, because in that season, they get this character um, who's like a Captain America kind of parody, Soldier Boy. In season two, they had like, yeah. uh, like kind of maybe like, I guess a Shazam. Because no, in the comic book, he's more of a Shazam parody, but in the show, he's played by a girl called Stormfront, who turns out to be yeah. a Nazi. Oh my god. We hate those guys. Yeah, and so... Homelander falls in love with her, but then, you know, yeah. Nazi. And then um, the end of season three is a really, really compelling ending because, like, we've been teasing Homelander is going to go crazy all. And then, like, because Homelander is kind of like a kind of a stand in for Trump and Superman if they were like one person or something. Because okay. then he has like a rally where they're all like, there's a sign that says God, guns, and Homelander, obviously. Yeah. And so then he's all like, then, but then there's like, um, because, like, a Democrat or something, or, like, because, like, there's a character called Starlight in The Boys. Yeah. Who's, like, who's more, like, I guess, liberal, and then she, like, she's, like, against um, Homelander and that team, and then, like, a guy who supports her, like, 
throws like a water bottle at his at Homelander's superhero son, and Homelander's had it. He lasers him in the head, and the mm-hmm. all, the crowd just goes silent until one guy's yeah. all like, "Yeah, let's go!" And then the entire crowd's all like, "Fuck is that, yeah!" Is that the clip where he goes? Yeah. 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 It's that, okay. And then he, like, smiles, and then, yeah. And yeah. so, they're having out, like, you know, it's, it's a reference to how Trump said, you know, I think I can shoot one of my, I can shoot a person in the middle of um, Times Square. I would not lose a single voter. And, um, yeah. So we're seeing how, like, you know, he's being supported by the public with his public murders. And so they led yeah. to a really scary thing. But Homeland was always crazy. But what was really shocking was that, the camera then switched to his son, who started smiling, and thus he's creating a new kind of like Homelander, and so that new crazy ass, yeah, yeah. And so I rewatched it, and it's like a it was a really tight, good season of TV, and mm-hmm. I I'm enjoying. This is kind of Gen V is kind of like my fix for it now, but I don't know how much of um how much of a like how much can it really be important. Because that's that's yeah. the spinoff problem. If it's not like a prequel, and it's like a current current story, how does that really work? You know? Yeah, I get but, it. But what I will be excited for when Invincible comes out, and mm-hmm. yeah, you should watch that. You haven't watched that. I'll, right. I'll watch Invincible before season two comes out. When is that? Um, I think November. Okay, I can watch it by then. But and so that's really all I have been watching. So you can take it away. All right, I have three more things. I'll gloss over one of them, and then the other ones I'm going to clump together and talk about okay. them. So the one that I watched, uh, Some Like It Hot. It's like a 50s black and white movie. Um, they represented Futurama, I think, or something. Maybe. Um, so basically, it's these two guys. They like are they witness like the mob killing a bunch of people, and now the mob is after them. Or, is this black like, and white? Gangsters. It's in black and white, yeah. It's filmed in the 50s, but it takes place in the 30s, like, during Prohibition. Let me guess, um, you had to watch it for your, like, film history class or something. I did have to watch it for my film history class. I also watched Shanghai Express for my film history class, but I watched it at three times speed, so I'm not going to count it. Um, uh, but I did like Some Like It Hot. It was pretty funny. It's, like, a, it's a comedy movie. Um, it was, it had, like, it was very snowball com- or screwball comedy. Uh, you are, you know the, like the phrase like this movie would never have been made today, right? Yeah. So this whole movie, they the two main characters dress up as women to sneak into an all girls band. This movie could not be made today. It's it's very like it's very Maybe. it's like yeah. it's transphobic. Yeah. But like it <laughs> was it was a fun it was a fun movie. Um, I don't like the main character of Joe. I think he's really annoying. The second, the other character is way funnier. Really? Uh, I don't even, I don't even remember his, like, got his regular guy name, but his, like, girl name is Daphne. He's just way funnier. So what exactly happens in the movie, just to recap? Uh, they run away from the mob yeah. by joining an yeah. all-girls band, okay. dressed up as women, and then... Uh, they go to Florida, they're like in the band or whatever, and they want to get with this one girl, her name is Sugar, she's played by Marilyn Monroe. So, there's a bit of a love triangle between um, uh, Daphne and Josephine and Sugar, except for except Daphne gets pretty much sidelined almost immediately 
and some oh, other guy. Wouldn't that mean Sugar would be a lesbian if they're trying to be girls? No, 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 they don't. Well, she's not in love with them. No. But... But I don't know. Know. It's just weird, and then and then Joe like switches out of his his like woman attire and pretends to be some rich guy like at the like the owner of the Shell gas station company mm, and um... pretends to be rich and pretends to own a yacht and shenanigans happen. He <laughs> he gets with Sugar and the mob finds them. And they run away from the mob and they get on a yacht and it's all happy. I mean, it was funny. I mean, I they, really... yeah, it's kind of weird because these old movies are just kind of like they're just in an insanely, insanely different world than we are right now. Yeah, like, like it. Yeah, like it felt. It feels like a. It feels weird, but like it's still. It was still a good movie. Still yeah. fun. No, I don't doubt it was a good movie, but yeah, because like because I've been rewatching. I had to watch. I've been watching movies for my film history class. It's like so yeah. weird just seeing them in like black and white. And I've watched a few salad movies. I'm fine with that, uh-huh. but I'm just it's so different than what we are used to now. It kind of makes yeah. you kind of appreciate how we got to this point. In a our, little bit, yeah. Yeah, but um, some like it. Yeah, I, I, I want a remake with Logan Paul and Jake Paul as the guys who run from the mob. I can't, yeah, and have, like, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown replace Marilyn Monroe or something. Yeah, um... Um, okay, what else did I watch? Uh, Wes Anderson Roald Dahl film, short films. Was that the wonderful story of Henry Sugar? So there was four that he made. Wonderful, uh, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, um, The Swan, Poison, and The Rat Catcher. And they're are they all released at once, or they all released at once, yeah. That's like that's like a, a full movie, or how long are they? Thirty episodes, thirty minutes. Um, Ratcatcher, Poison, and the Swan were all seventeen minutes, and then Henry Sugar was like fifteen. Oh, okay, and so, so like uh, like an hour and twenty minutes to watch all all four of them. Okay, okay. Now I had I definitely read Henry Sugar and the Swan. The rat catcher, I like vaguely remembered after watching it. I was like, maybe I have the poison I never read. So I'm gonna, I'll, right. I'll, I'll explain these because I think these are interesting. Okay, explain um, them. Okay, so the poison. Um, this has um, Benedict Cumberbatch in it as like the main. So he, so a guy comes home, he sees his roommate. His roommate's like laying still in his bed. He's like, there's a, there's, I don't remember what the snake is called, but it's like there's a, like a poisonous snake on me. It slid underneath the covers and is laying on my stomach right now, called the doctor. And so it's just like a tense situation where it's like the snake is on his stomach. They can't wake it up or it's going to bite him and he's going to die. And most of it is carried by the Wes Anderson filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've never I don't I'll be honest. I the only Wes Anderson thing I've seen is Fantastic Mixer. Mr. Fox, and that was like 10 years ago, and I don't remember it very well. The only thing I've ever seen is like, mm-hmm. maybe like, what's that movie he did with like, like the, what was it, the, uh, the Isle, it was like one of his animated ones. Um, oh, the Isle of Dogs. Yeah, I like, I saw like the first hour of that in video production class, and I thought it was really good, but I just never um, finished it. I haven't seen any other Wes Anderson things other than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds like a like a guy I'd really like to watch his films. Oh but... yeah, they were incredible to watch. They, they there was sound... like so much effort put into it. Um, but like the twist with the poison is that um, there's actually no snake on him. They like, just couldn't find one. 
but oh um but it was that one was cool i mean that one i think was the my least favorite out of them okay and then the rat catcher is i don't really want to go into the plot of this but it's like guy that catches rats goes to catch rats while explaining to like these two other characters like here's how you cat rats right yeah and like i don't know i don't know if you've read roll doll stuff but you haven't no Okay, well, so Roll Doll. Well, maybe I have. When it, I don't know. But it's not like it. Okay, so like James and the Giant Peach, Willy Wonka, yeah, BFG. Okay. Yeah, okay. That. Yeah, that. Okay, is. so I don't know if you're familiar, but Roll Doll, he writes some fucked up shit. Really? I, yeah. So in the Rat Catcher, near like the end, the Rat Catcher's like, hey, I'm going to kill this mouse, and I'm not going to use my hands, my legs. I'm not going to really touch it at all. And so like in the, he like bites its head off right is this animated or live action live action the thing with the rat though um there's in the rat catcher he's like here's a tin of poison that's gonna kill the rats it's poisoned oats like if you ate one of these you would fucking die and like here's the point and this is actually what they did they just held their hands out like this there was no tin it was just like this and whenever they pulled out rats I was like here i have a rat in my pocket and i also have a ferret and they would just like do that that one was that one was really interesting to have like the invisible props. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And that one was really dramatic. And that one was cool. Dramatic, really. I mean, yeah. There was I mean, there was definitely during the tense moment where it's like, how is he gonna kill this rat without like using his hands or whatever? Mm. And why did and he do that? Because he's it's fucked up, because it's roll doll. Sometimes he just likes to do that. Um, so now we're going to get to the swan. Um, in the book of like Henry Sugar and nine other stories, the swan is my favorite. Really? Because it's, because this is like, the, it's fucked up. Oh. So basically these two kids get a rifle or like a BB gun or whatever. Or no, it's like an actual, and they get it and they go shoot birds. And then they see this one kid and the one kid's like looking at a woodpecker or whatever. Um, and they kill the woodpecker and he's like guys what the fuck and then they point the gun at him and he's like okay i can't outrun them i can't call for help so i might as well just like go along with what, I, what i'm doing yeah. and one thing that's interesting that they do in this wes anderson one is the, there's a narrator right there's been a narrator in all four of these yeah. where the narrator is like is, is like an actual character within the story oh um, that's fun so, so like yeah so they can interact like they kind of interact with the audience mm. In like um, what ways? What do you mean? I I don't know. Like they'll look at the camera and be like, they they'll say a line of dialogue and then it's like I said, oh or something. Okay, that's... they'll like yeah. That feels very West Andersy for some reason. They're like in they're in the in the movie they're in uh, they are characters in the movie the narrator. And one thing that they do is that they don't really establish the narrator in Swan as an actual character until after a little bit when they say that the boy that's like being held at gunpoint by these two other kids is actually him. So he starts switching from saying the kid's name to saying I was in this situation. Oh, okay. Okay. And then, yeah. So they tied the kid to a railroad track and they're like, ha you're fucked. Better not get hit, run over by a fucking train. And then he like digs himself underneath the train or whatever with like his head, just so he's like right low enough to do that. And they do some other shenanigans with him. They find a swan and he's like, guys, don't fucking kill the swan, please. It's it's a swan. It could have babies. It's like a fucking swan. Don't kill it. And then they kill the swan. 
And then they make no. him swim over to it. They make him swim over to it and bring the body back. They cut its wings off, strap it to him, have him climb a tree, and they're like, okay, fucking jump. Jump. Wow. Out of the tree with the swamped wow. wings that are bloody tied to your arm. And they start shooting at him for him to jump. And this, so the, after this, he, is this is fucked up. This yeah, is... and then after he jumps, he like he like flies around for a little bit, or like it, like they say he flies around for a little bit. Yeah, and then lands in his front yard. His mom comes out. And he's like, "What happened to you?" I I and I was forced like, to jump, like when, mama. And like when they announced that they are making these, yeah, uh, like I know what happened to the swan. I was like, it's it's like it's a crazy story. I wanted to know how they did it. They it was it was really cool. Okay, and I'm not it, gonna like. I'm not gonna explain what happened, no. like how they showed it, but it was it was really cool. So it did it justice. It did it justice. And um, and, then the, and Henry the Sugar. One, Henry Sugar. So that's, that's like, the one with Benedict Cumberbatch, right? He's also yeah. He's they they reuse the actors from like all oh. four of these. They just keep reusing them for each of these. So uh, this one is about this rich guy, Henry Sugar. He finds a he's like super pretentious and stuff and he finds a book that's like uh the like man sees without his eyes uh, like a journalistic report from like doctor whatever right oh okay so then it takes it stops being in in uh uh henry sugar is also like the um narrator in this one. Oh, oh um, and then he talk like from, so is he in the story yeah. too okay yeah but he's like the narrator describing himself rather rather than it being like a third person like i told my or i said the narrator being is like henry sugar did this and while while he's doing that and are these narrations present in the book or is this a wes anderson thing this is a wes anderson thing okay i believe yeah that that sounds if if i'm remembering correctly because i hadn't read them in a while but i know they didn't do that with the swan that one wasn't in that wasn't a first person okay um but for Henry Sugar, he finds the book. Man can see without his eyes, or whatever. So then they do a little sto- they do a little story within a story. They do a story within the story where it's like, guy comes to the hospital. He's like, hey, can you bandage my head? Uh, I'm gonna go do a like a circus show tonight, and I can see without my eyes. And I just a doctor to bandage it because that's how you know it's gonna be good, how it's gonna be done well. The bandaging. And so he gets bandaged. He can see without his eyes. The doctor's like, what the hell? And one of the doctors goes to like the circus. They see him do all these cool tricks, and they're like, "That's crazy." And then he interviews him afterwards. And then there's a third story within the story within the story, where uh, it's the the guy who can see without his eyes, his story of becoming to learn to see without his eyes. Oh, kind of. That's interesting. So, and then they tell that story. And then after they tell that story, it goes back to the second guy. He's like, "Okay, so now I know all this stuff. So I'm gonna take the other doctor to the uh, place, and we're gonna watch it the next night." Turns out the guy who could see without his eyes is dead now. He died. Oh. Like after being interviewed. Which is a little interesting. Okay. But it took it took him also like twenty years to be able to see without his eyes. And like his master was like, it's gonna take a long time. There's like one in one billion people that is gonna be able to learn it fast, but it's definitely not you. Um, so Henry Sugar, he gets this book, he's like, Wow, I'm gonna make so much fucking money with this. Yeah. Even though he's like already rich as fuck, it, um. So he takes the book, he reads the book, he learns how to do the thing, and it takes him like a year 
to be able to like see without his eyes, but he can't do it like fast. He like gets it down to like he can focus in on like a candle flame in like a minute. Okay. And then he keeps training after that to be able to see the backs of poker cards. Well, power. And so it takes him another two years before he can see the back of a card and register what it is in five seconds. Wow. So then he so it's taken him three years to learn the skill, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna go make money. And then he made like thirty five thousand dollars. Is that's not a lot? Like one night, or is that a lot? lot. Okay, thirty five thousand dollars in a night. In a night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then he he does that, and he's like, I don't feel anything. Like I I don't I feel terrible for doing that. Like he changes as a person after learning this skill. Which is, and they do a little thing where, where it's like. If this was a was this, oh, if this was a fake story, oh, this would end now. Like it would, he would see himself in the mirror, have a blood clot in his heart, and he would see it inching up towards his heart, and he would die. But that's not how it happened because this isn't a fictional story. This is a real story that right. actually happened. Yeah. So then it switches. He's like a good guy now. He he steals the money still, but he donates that. He like makes orphanages and like uh like homeless shelters and stuff, like using this. Scamming technique, being able to see without his uh, like through things, right? Right. And so he does eventually die at the end via like the way they told, like it said. Yeah. And that's like that's kind of how it ends. And one thing that's interesting is that they have a rolled doll stand-in in all four of these stories. That sometimes it'll cut to him talking. Mm. So it was actually it was actually four stories in one. It was actually rolled doll. Yep. Henry Sugar, who told the story about the the book, who told it in the book and the guy with the head, like the can't see. And it was just really cool framing. Who plays the, who, who plays Roald Dahl? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought that was, not me, Henry Bennett, but he plays the main. No, no, no. Henry he plays Sugar. Henry Sugar. Okay. But I would watch these if you can. I will, I'll like, try. Those sound really interesting. I'll watch if you want to watch one of them. Watch the Swan. I think just because that one was my favorite, that one was the coolest in my opinion. Mm, okay. Uh, over, I mean, Henry Sugar was actually cool, but like the Swan was is my favorite story out of like that collection. So. Yeah. No. That's yeah. That yeah. Mm-hmm. So. What I want to ask is so. These like stories, they they all kind of like fit into a larger narrative within each other, I guess. No. Or no, no. They're all, they're all completely disconnected. Okay, because like I know, because I thought the Roald Dahl narration thing meant that you know that they are okay. No. Okay. No, no, no. It was just like a little little thing they did. It was interesting. I don't really know what any of it means. That's like a Wes Anderson little funky little twist on it. Yeah. Like there's some things that like the invisible like props and the rat catcher in the poison the narrator character um slowly over the course of the movie like gets a scar going down the going down his head like you can see it forming uh-huh. and then it's like bleeding a little bit as stitches and stuff it's like I don't know what the point of doing that is but it's like really interesting and yeah. I thought it was the actor for a little bit but it's not like he's that's not what he looks like that just like happened over the course of that one yeah no Anderson does a lot of interesting intricate things because like he has like yeah. in the his movie called french dispatch he has french dispatch he has like synchronized blinking in the movie and that's weird 
And so, no, everything's very kind of anal and minute about every detail, which I guess that's mm-hmm. what you should do as a filmmaker, but... Yeah. No, I, I could definitely see him bringing life to these kind of, like, short stories, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, the stories were messed up in their own right, and they were, they're well-written. I don't know. Well, Rodal was is a brilliant author. Yeah. Um, But, like, having these projected into film... Yeah. I mean, like... The tamer ones have been shot. Like, I don't know if you've seen, like, The Witches or any of the Willy Wonka movies or... I've seen the Willy Wonka movies. BFG, Matilda. I mean, Matilda's still a little messed up. But those movies are all pretty pretty tame. Same with, with, like, James and the Giant Peach. That one's, like, compared to the book, that one's really tame, the movie. BFG, Big Fat Gamer? So true. But, like, to see these, like, messed up... messed up little short stories translated to screen in their like original form is yeah no i definitely see that it's like you're getting these like little stories that you know you saw from childhood getting in the big screen it's like you know it's like you don't think you they don't you don't really think these are the type of stories that get adaptions but no 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 because these ones are not popular at all yeah but like compared to compared to his other other books of course yeah, no, because like, like Willy Willy Wonka is getting its third adaptation, and that's a prequel, and yeah, yeah. and but, there's a, there's a sequel to Willy Wonka. There's a like there's a Great Glass Elevator sequel that hasn't there been adapted is? yet. Yeah, there's two. What's Willy it Wonka about? Books. They go to space. The only thing I remember is that the the grandparents get some like anti aging cream, and they become so young they get unborn, like they become like negative twenty. Okay, let me look it up. What is <laughs> the it's f- called Charlie and the Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator? Oh, let me go get. I have a couple rolled doll books. Let me see which ones I still have. I got rid of a couple. So, guys, in the meantime, let me tell you when about the Great Glass Elevator. When the giant elevator picks up speed charlie willy wonka and the gang whoever the gang are are sent hurtling through space and time visiting the world first the world's first space hotel battling the dread vermicious nids and saving the world are only a few stops along this remarkable intergalactic joyride so it turns out the only two uh Roll doll books I have now are James and the Giant Peach and Willy Wonka. Both good books. Um, the other ones I've I've read the, the the Witches. I owned that one at some point. I had the other, uh, the other Willy Wonka book. Um, the Twits I've also owned. That one is also a fun one. I think that I saw somewhere that one was getting adapted. Really? Which I yeah, which is an interesting one. It's just like one about asshole people who have like pet <laughs> monkeys. And they're just dicks to the monkeys. And then the monkeys totally pwn them. I don't know. I'm excited to see that one if that happens. Yeah, you know, it's kind of bringing me the possibility of what what, what child-like stories I think could get, like, adapted. would be good adaptions into stories. Yeah. There was this book series I read. It was called, like, Mm -hmm. The Sisters Grimm. And it was, um, fairy tales. And that was, uh... It wasn't really like a kind of these short stories, more like a nine book kind of thing. I always thought mm-hmm. would be a good 
adapted because it, it was like once upon it was kind of like once upon a time where it did like a twist on. Was it? Was it? It Fairy wasn't tale. like the. Uh, it wasn't like tail dark and grim in a glass grimly and uh, no whatever the it, it was something those. else about okay like a fairy tale land or something I don't know interesting but okay it had like nine books I always remember I really like those nine books because like I read one of those books in like a day and they were like two hundred like two hundred pages or something yeah, yeah yeah back back when when we actually liked to read yeah no back before the school broke us but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess, do we have anything left to say? I do have three more movies to talk about. Well, let's to talk about. I thought I, <laughs> I thought there was the thing and then the clump and that was... No, there's one There's one more clump. I'm sorry. I can, <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it. No, I'm enjoying this. Um, tell me more. Okay. Okay, so the last thing I watched, so on Disney Plus, they uh, Disney released... Plus. They released the new Haunted Mansion movie. Are you familiar with the Haunted I'm Mansion? I'm familiar with how much it sucked. I okay, heard it okay. Sucked. But like the ride, are you familiar with? Yeah. Okay. So there was the new movie, so I was like, I'm going to watch that. But first, I'm going to watch the two other Haunted Mansion adaptations. There's and three? then watch the third one. There's there other adaptions? Three. There are three. And yeah, so you th- you know how they milked the Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Yeah, so this is their other ride. What is this like movie thing doing on movie from rides? Like what Space Mountain? Do they have one or something? They should have one. Uh no, that okay. I so I will make I am making a plan to watch like the movies based on rides. That so sounds I'll like talk a... about I'll talk about them eventually. That sounds like a good tier list video. I'll make a tier list about it once I watch all of them. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go. Um, so in the I'll explain the ride first and then explain the movies just so. Okay, let me just... immerse. I'm going to immerse myself. You explain the ride. All right. So imagine it's like a New Orleans old ass mansion building. I'm just going to talk about the California one because that's the one I'm familiar with. And this is the one that most of the movies are based on. So there's this mansion. And you go inside, there's a big-ass room, and there's no doors, there's no windows, and it begins stretching. There's these paintings on the walls, they all look brilliant. There's a lady with an umbrella, there's a guy just, like, sitting there with a cigar. And then they, the walls start stretching. You don't know if it's stretching, you're moving up or moving down, it's just stretching. And the paintings are extending, and the guy with the cigarette sitting on, like, a bunch of lit TNT. The lady with the umbrella, she's standing on, like, a, a wire... And there's alligators below her. And there's the ghost host. The ghost host says, you're in a room with no doors, no windows. There's no way out. But of course, there's always my way out. They cut the lights. You hear glass shattering, woman screaming, thunder, lightning. You look up. Man hung himself. He's killed himself. That's the only way out of this haunted mansion. So then you get back in line for the ride. And there's a, there's a hallway, it has some paintings, there's lightning. When lightning strikes, they become scary. There's like a lady sitting on a couch, but when it lightning strikes, it's a ferocious tiger lady, and she's really hot. And you're like, whoa. And then these two busts, they, they move while they, they, they move while, they, while you walk around, and it's crazy. And then you get in your doom buggy, 
and you go on the doom buggy and then you go and you go and you go and you see the endless hallway and a floating candelabra and there's doors with knockers they keep knocking by themselves there's a clock that struck 13 there's a breathing door there's a greenhouse with a coffin in it and then you move you keep going there's a knight armor and it tries to chop you but it doesn't get you but it tries it tries and it doesn't get you. And then you go and you go into the ballroom scene, the big old decorative ballroom, right? There's some paintings of ghosts. They're shooting at each other. There's a bunch of people dancing on the dance floor, a piano player, a bunch of people eating, having a good time, some swinging off the chandeliers, the most intricate of one of all the sets. Then you go up into the attic. You see paintings of a, of a wife and her husbands. Each time you pass by the... Um, that by the paintings, their head, it disappears. But the, the lady's still there. And you see axes and things. Her name is Constance Hatchaway. You see her in the corner. And she's like, I'm going to fucking cut your head off like all my other husbands. And I also forgot about a scene. So I'm going to let's go step back. Before the ballroom scene, um, before you leave like the endless hallway area the first area there's a scene with a gypsy and she's like and it's just, she's in a ball a crystal ball her name is madame leota and she's like uh ghost if you want to be seen do a shake on my tambourine and there's a floating tambourine he comes in and shakes it shakes it shakes it shakes and so says that and then let's go back to um uh constance hatchaway so she's She's been killing her five previous husbands, and she's about to kill you, and you fall out the window backwards. You see the hat box, box ghost right before you fall out the window yeah. into the graveyard, and you see a guy, you see a grave digger and his dog, and you go into the graveyard, and there's a bunch of ghosts. They're partying. They're having a great time, singing a great song. They're all partying. There's like a bunch of busts. They're all singing the song together, and they're all like partying, and then you see some ghosts, and they're hitchhiking. They're holding out their fingers. And then you go and you see them. They're in your cart with you. Oh, my God. Look in the mirror. They're right there with you in the cart. And then you get off your cart and you leave. And Madame Leota, there's a little Leota. And she said, hurry back. Hurry back. I will. Oh, yeah. So that's the ride, basically. Um, none of the movies wow. had all of these things. Wow. That was I was so immersed in that. Yeah. So let's talk about the first one, the 2003 Eddie Murphy movie. Oh, Eddie. Eddie Murphy. So he's like a, he's like a, say like a real estate salesman, right? And his family gets called to the ho to the mansion, and they're like, "Hey, um, we're here to sell your house for you." And then the butler's like, "Oh, that's crazy, bro. Here's Master Gracie, and Gracie's like the name, like the family. Uh, he's like part of the family that owns the mansion, like right. the original, mm -hmm. uh, original Disneyland mansion." Also, none of the mansions look like the actual mansion up until the newest movie. Okay. They're all kind of just like mishmashes of different versions of the mansion. And this one does take place in Louisiana, which is good. They barely pay any mention to it except for like a license plate that says Louisiana. Is Wait, Louisiana is that big part of the ride? Uh, The mansion is in Louisiana. Okay. Like that's where it takes place lore-wise. Right. Um, right here. So they're in the mansion. They're like, uh-oh, it's flooded around the mansion, so you can't go home. And now they're in the mansion. And the wife gets taken by the guy because, like, she's the embodiment of, like, one, like, this one girl of, like, Gracie's, like, great, great Gracie's whatever girlfriend. And she killed herself, and then he hung himself. 
This is the only movie that has the ghost host hang themselves in. Yeah, I get that ghost hanging. I get that ghost hanging. That's like the main part of the ride. Is that he hangs himself? That's the only way out. They do say there's. They all. They all do say there's. There's my way out. They do say that like three times in the movie. So that's my way out. Yeah, and then he hangs himself. But they they say that three times in the movie. Um, uh, the movie was kind of funny. Okay, the acting wasn't like the best. Uh, Constance Hatchaway just isn't in the movie at all, despite her being like an important part of the ride. In any of the movies, scene, she is. Yeah. Okay. The ballroom scene doesn't really exist in this one. It kind of just gets shoved outside. The dueling people kind of get shoved into the endless hallway for some reason. Um, Madame Leota is pretty important in all three of these movies, but she's a ball, so she can't really do anything. She's a ball. She's a ball. Um, it was fine, the 2003 movie. Uh, no, nothing to write home about? No, nothing yeah. to write home about. It was okay. There's no way home Next, is that. Yeah, no. The next movie uh, is the, I don't remember when it came out, the exclusive to Disney Plus, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Ooh, classic best one? No, uh, I don't know. Maybe. This one, it was it's pretty good. Really? It follows a lot. Of, this what? one, okay, so the Eddie Murphy one doesn't have the stretching room, despite that being like the most important part of the ride. Right. That one doesn't have the stretching room. In the, in the Eddie Murphy Does it have the hanging, in, get, hanging ghost, the Muppet one? No, it doesn't. He doesn't kill himself in that one. Very sad. Eh, that makes sense. It is a Muppet movie. But, but it does have, like, everything else. It has a stretching room. They go into the hallway with the paintings. They have the endless, they have the endless door room. They have the floating candelabra, which wasn't in the um, Eddie Murphy one. The floating candelabra. Uh, it has the breathing doors, the doors that knock by themselves they have a whole ballroom scene there's a scene that takes place in the ballroom and that's enjoyable they have walter installed door for whatever the old ass muppets are called they have them like riding around in a dune buggy so like in like the actual ride seats for the movie which is fun yeah. they have the hat they have the hat box ghost in the muppets one which was missing from the 2003 one okay um and so when you uh, watch these movies, like, do you start off with Eddie Murphy and then do them up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. And then uh, they have Pepe Lepron. So it's about Gonzo and Pepe Lepron. Pepe gets like, like, falls in love with Constance Hatchaway. She's actually in this movie. Oh, wait, what? Kermit, what is Kermit? They're all, they're all at like a Halloween party. They're not pretty, they're pretty non-essential. It's a, it's about Gonzo's little okay. Just Gonzo? haunted mansion. And, yeah, because he's like doing, he's doing like a challenge in the mansion where it's like, uh, survive the night and you like win whatever. That's kind of a fun like, adaption. Your challenge. Yeah, it's it was interesting. Yeah. I mean they they used the thing like the Eddie Murphy one didn't really have like a you can't, but like this one was like a you have to like face your fears before you can leave, which is interesting. Yeah, it's um, that, yeah. So it's like a whole arc about Gonzo facing his fears, which is way more interesting than oh the ghost is trying to hook up with my wife. Oh, mama, I get it. She's that, a sexy-ass ghost. That's what happened in the Eddie Murphy one, and it, it was kind of sucked. Yeah, no, that sounds par for the course for a bunch of uh-huh. Eddie Murphy movies. Um, 
But the Muppets one, very enjoyable. They One thing they have, which was interesting, they jump out the window in that one from the Constance Hatchaway scene. Just like you do in the ride. That's, which that's I unique. Which I thought was pretty cool. No, 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 that does sound pretty cool. I mean... Yeah. But I mean, Constance was like is like the kind of antagonist in that one. Like the, she's not like the most important, but that's what Pepe's doing for like most of it. Pepe, Pepe is like gonna get married to her, and she's gonna kill him. Unique. But that's was, pretty cool. It was good to see Constance in the movie, and they had like Madame Leota, and they had all they had all the important stuff in that movie, except for the guy hanging himself. Someone pretty good. Okay, and have you so you have you seen then, the last one? I did see the last one, yeah. And I heard it was... Uh, it was good. It was good. It was good? I heard it was really bad. It was good. I heard it. No, it was good. I think it was the funniest out of the three, despite one, really? one of them being a Muppet movie. I did, because I really laughed at that one. Um, really? It was... Yeah. Okay, well, okay, give us, give us your justification so, why it was good. Okay, so, I mean, not all of it was good. Okay. It takes, like, a while before they actually get into the mansion. Okay. Like, like they actually get... So, so there's this guy. His name is Ben. His wife is dead. He's sad because his wife is dead. Um, And this priest comes in. It's Owen Wilson. I saw two things with Owen Wilson this week. The Owen Wilson's like, hey, bro, I'm a priest. These This girl called me. She's like, hey, there's a mansion, and it's spooky, and she just moved in, and it's spooky... And I'm a priest, but I don't think an exorcism could help. And you, your wife, uh, believed in ghosts, and you have a ghost camera, I heard. And he's like, don't talk about the ghost camera. I made that with my wife. Dead. Ugh. And it's like, wow. Ghost cam. And then he he can't find the batteries to the ghost camera, but he goes to the lady's house anyways. And she's like, hey, if you step in, your life is going to change forever. He's like, okay. And he goes in. He doesn't see any ghosts or anything. He's like taking fake photos or whatever. He's like, okay, so... No ghosts. Your guys are just freaking out. And she's like, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm, okay. Um, and so he goes home, and then he's haunted by a ghost that's like, come back. Come back to the mansion. So then he has to eventually go back to the mansion because he's, like, getting haunted by this yeah. ghost. Uh, the mansion in this movie does look like the California uh, like the California mansion. Oh, it does? Okay, that's cool. It does. It does actually look like the bride, which is cool. And this movie actually has the pet cemetery. From the like from the queue, fun. So that was that was one thing that they added that the other two didn't was like the actual like queue stuff. Um. So she. So they're all in the mansion. Owen Wilson. He went to the mansion earlier, so he's stuck in there, and he's a priest. Owen Wilson as a priest is pretty funny. Really. He's like, guys, can we get an amen? Did he say wow? He's like, God, we don't need this. Why'd you do this, God? Um, does, but he they get, they, oh, does he say wow? The Owen Wilson? He doesn't say wow. No, he doesn't say wow. Huh. Um, but they get two. They and get who, two other people. Who does huh? Jared Leto play in the movie? We'll get there. Okay. Jared, Jared Leto is in the movie. Um, but they get two other people because they're like, okay, we gotta get rid of ghosts, right? So they get Danny DeVito, old teacher guy, and they steal like his plans for or like his like research for the the hotel from the mansion. You get Danny's like, amen. Yeah, and Danny DeVito, he's like, hey, can I come to the mansion? They're like, sure, that'd be great. That'd be. He's like, yeah, I'm getting my heart surgery done next week. So I'm going to do this beforehand. They're like, no, don't come with us. Don't do that. Don't don't come into the hotel with us. If but you he does, surgery. obviously. 
he does eventually sneak in there. Uh, they also get like a like a psychic lady. Uh, her name's Harriet, and she can talk to ghosts or whatever. So she comes to the hotel or the mansion. They're all in the mansion together or whatever. And uh, they're like, okay, so there's this guy named William Gracie. So they use the name Gracie again for the movie. Except he actually owned owned the man he owned the mansion this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, this guy Gracie, his like what happened? Oh yeah, his wife like his wife died and she was and he like had Madame Leota try to like summon her spirit but every time he did it it brought in more and more ghosts and now there's 999 ghosts wow ghosts if this there's this one ghost that they accidentally summoned it's the hat box ghost that's jared leto he plays the hat box ghost and is he scary a little bit oh okay but but um he's the main villain in this movie which is interesting why is the hat box not usually the main villain? Or so the hat box is kind of like in the in the ride. He's like right before you go out the window. He's kind of standing over his hat box. His head goes from his head into the hat box. That's like his whole gimmick, and that's all he does in the ride. Does does the hat but box um have the word damage on his forehead? It doesn't have the word, no. It does not have the word damage on it. <laughs> he did morb a little bit in the movie. He no. morbed in the movie? That's cool. He didn't morb in the movie. Um, but they kind of juggle a lot of plot lines in the movie and a lot of So there's one scene there's one scene with Harriet that's nice. They're like, yeah, my dad really liked like model trains, but then when he passed away, whenever I'm having the lowest days, sometimes I'll hear a faint train noise in the distance, right? And that's like a little ghost wink that my dad's giving me. So there's like a little ghost dad. moment there. Yeah. Uh, some other emotional things. Uh, Travis, the the like son of the mom, he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm getting bullied and no one likes me. That's crazy, and it's because I haven't seen my dad in a long time, and that's why. He's like, wow, that's crazy. It's like, I mean, I talk to him, but like, I don't want my mom to be really sad. Wait, he's right? bullied because he doesn't see his, he doesn't have a dad. I, no, he's bullied because he has no friends, but this started after he stopped seeing his dad. No, oh, okay. I was, thinking, that yeah. was That's pretty weird bullying. Yeah. You don't have and a he, like, father. Like, Travis is, tells, like, Ben or whatever, the main character, and he's like, yeah, don't tell my mom I've been talking to him because she would hate that. She wouldn't like it. Yeah. She'd be sad or whatever. Um, What else happens in the movie? There's a scene where... Well, like, so Jared Leto, Hatbox Ghost, needs n- one more soul to, like, make, to, like, be all-powerful or whatever, right? Obviously. And because um, the main character, Ben, has so much grief with, like, his wife or whatever, he's, like, the mi- main suspect. And so there's, an, um, there's a scene where he's like, yeah, he likes, it's like he breaks down. He's like, my wife. My she, wife. I, lo- I loved her so much. Um, she died in a car accident. It's so sad. She she went to Baskin Robbins. She loved Baskin Robbins. Oh, yo, Baskin Robbins plug right here. Wow. Oh, she loved Baskin Robbins. She loved she it. Lots of tater tots. She loved tater tots. Lo- and it was just like, like they're they're just trying to have an emotional moment. And it's like it's like in Sonic when they kept doing Olive Garden the first one. It's like okay, no, but that one's funny. Because they didn't do it during like the emotional moment. She loved Baskin Robbins. She loved the yeah. she loved thirty one flavors. She loved 
He loved the two. Like there's a, there's a there's a scene when they try to summon Madame Leota or whatever, and they're like, Matt, they're like, listen, if you can hear me, write on this pen and pad that I got from CVS. As they're like summoning a ghost, it's like, well, this is dumb. There's a lot of product placement that's really annoying in the movie, like at the wor- worst times. You can get um, Pizza Hut's two for one deal. For yeah. Uh, and then that, like, the emotional scene with him crying about his wife ends with Danny Vito. So, like, oh, she must have been really fat, right? Because she liked ice cream and tater tots and shit. She must have had, what was the cholesterol on that woman? And, like, that's how they end the emotional scene. And then they realize they have to go get, like, a possession of the hatbox ghost when he was alive so that they can, like, summon him or kill him or whatever the fuck yeah. happened in that movie. Um, so they go to the orlando one actually they go to the orlando mansion and stuff happens there which is pretty cool cool and yeah and then they're and then um they get trapped in the stretching room they do a stretching room scene that's pretty cool no that sounds awesome it was pretty cool and then come back and they're like hey we got the the hat that we needed, and then they're like, "Okay, kid, stay in the car because this might be dangerous." And so he stays in the car, and he starts talking to his dad, who actually is dead. That was the twist with him. He was talking to his ghost dad. Oh, like in the sixth sense. Yeah. And so they go inside, and they're like, "Hey, we ba- we're back with the hat." And also, Will, uh, what? Um, He's dead. Owen Wilson? No, Owen Wilson pretended to be a priest the whole time. He's not actually a priest. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why they needed to do that, but they did do that. Can I get... Is, does that even mean anything? Is there any consequences? No. Okay. <laughs> um, But... Oh, uh, Danny DeVito actually had a heart attack. So he actually gets possessed by um by the Hatbox ghost. And so, so Owen Wilson and him have a little tussle and things happen and so and such. And there's a little emotional thing with Ben and the kid where the kid is like, but I want to talk to my dad. It's like, that's not your dad. That's not ghost. He's trying to trick you. He's a ghost, and then, boy. And then he doesn't trick him. And then he they send the hat box ghost to hell. Yeah, that's where Jared Leto belongs. Yeah, in hell. In Which hell. also happens in the first movie with like the butler or whatever, the main villain. He also goes to hell. Um... But that one was all. Oh, that one was okay. That one didn't have anyone hanging themselves. Uh, this one didn't use Constance Hatchaway really at all. There's like one scene where they have her. Yeah. But like, but she's like a pretty big part of the ride, right? Yeah. So she's th- like she. Like, maybe like yeah. they could get like one where she's like the main character. That I mean they. I mean it's she's not like the main character. She's just like like a, a bigger... main just part of the ride. Yeah. 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 I know. So this was more of like a quintessential adaption of Haunted Mansion. I would say the 2003 one is the best if you haven't seen the ride before. Okay. That's its the best like standalone movie. But even then, it was like kind of mid tier. <laughs> the Muppets one is more if like you're a fan of the ride and you're a fan of the Muppets, and you just want a little silly thing. That's that one was that one's what that's for. If you want, like, the actual, like, if you've seen the Jungle Cruise adaptation, 
This, it's oh. kind of closer on the level of the Jungle Cruise adaptation, the new one. With The Rock, right? No. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty on the level with that one. Yeah. Where it still does its own thing, but stays true. Okay, Jungle Cruise doesn't have a plot. It's just you going through a fucking river, and the the <laughs> the skipper is like, "Guys, it's the backside of water." O two H, O two H. Like that's the that's that ride. Like Haunted Mansion actually has some cool lore behind it, Are like you, being connected. With, have you been uh, on these rides a lot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't quite remember these rides. Wait, so. Yeah, wait, I thought the Pies of the Caribbean was movie what the ride was based on. I didn't know the ride was made first. The ride, yeah, no, the ride was one of the ori- like one of the original rides at Disneyland, or one of the last ones that Walt oversaw, or something. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, and then and then the movies came from that ride. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, which has since changed since the movies come out came out to like. I mean, adapt more. There's so many. Yeah. But like to adapt with the movies more, which is cool. And I think Jungle Cruise has done that. I haven't been to, I haven't seen, I haven't been on Jungle Cruise since that movie came out. And I'm gonna assume Haunted Mansion is gonna have something a little similar. Yeah, you wanna, you wanna but guess the um the Rotten Tomato score on Haunted Mansion? Uh, isn't it like forty something? It's thirty seven. It's thirty. There's, it's not thirty seven. There's no way. Okay, like but... the movie, the movie's entertaining. Audience, like not, like, audience score is way better. What is audience score? 84. Okay. I, I'd say maybe 84. 84, 79-ish. I don't know. Yeah. No buy so I, I yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I think as a Haunted Mansion adaptation, the newest one is the best. But I think the Muppets one is just better overall. Yeah. But not as faithful, I guess. Yeah. I mean, no, it's still pretty, it's yeah. still pretty faithful. But yeah, yeah. So those were the three movies. Yep. Now I'm done. Now you are done, and I guess we are done. As we're we're, we're bordering yeah. these episodes, guys. These episodes are getting longer and longer, but we just have more things to say nowadays. Incredible. But yeah. So hopefully this episode isn't wasn't too boring with just two people. Yeah, or maybe it was a nice breather. We'll get next episode is just gonna be neck Beckola. <laughs> uh, Nicola and it's Be- just Beckola. That's their ship name. It's them two. It's not gonna be that. We're not having. It's gonna that. be Beckola. It's just gonna be Beck and Beck and Nicola. They're gonna. They're gonna just. Nicola's just gonna play games, and Beck's just gonna say Nicola, 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 Nicola. It's true. It's true. And um, that's that. I'm sorry you're missing the spice of Nicola's racism, and uh, Beck list well though aiden made up for it in I, his, ha- I have a, I have he a made list up for it so yeah let's aiden you wreck something i'll wreck how about we both wreck something let's yeah let's both do that yeah um, i'm gonna recommend the wes anderson roll doll adaptations just all of them all four of them i am going to wreck the movie training day it's a good wow. movie We'll go watch it. It's with Denzel Washington. A crooked cop okay. tries to turn a younger cop crooked. Drama. So always use Celsius homeboys or homegirls. Or home they thems. Yeah. Or any other, any other, any other. other any other homes. No way homes? Yeah. That's perfectly fine. That's true. Uh, Nicola, do you want to... Nicola, Beck, you want to say something? <laughs> 
Brilliant. Thanks, Nicola. All of you yeah. Celsius, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Bin City was amazing.